after all. They risked the, risk their lives for their country. Your country ain't your blood. You remember that. I don't feel that way. I don't feel that way. Well, if you don't feel like that, why don't you just quit college and go to go to join the army? I did. I enlisted in the Marines. Why, why, why didn't you come to us? What do you mean? I mean, Pop had to pull a lot of strings to get you deferment. I didn't ask for it. I didn't ask for a deferment. I didn't want it. Come on, 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 Just gave us all a brand new thirteen. Uh, uh, what's the name? Oh, no, yeah. oh, Sorry, Paul, this is all wrong. What? You'll have to do it over again. It's not worthy of you. Throw it all out. Except for that part of naming the gravedigger after me. You can leave that in. I really value your criticism, but maybe we'll be a little hasty here. Paul, what you've written just isn't fair. Not fair. That's right. When I was growing up in Bakersfield, my favorite thing in all the world was to go to the movies on Saturday afternoons for the chapter plays. Cliffhangers. I know that, Mr. Man. They also call them serials. I'm not stupid, you know. Anyway, my favorite was Rocket Man. And once it was a no-breaks chapter, the bad guy stuck him in a car on a mountain road and knocked him out and welded the door shut and tore out the brakes and started him to his death. And he woke up and tried to steer and tried to get out, but the car went off a cliff before he could escape. And it crashed and burned, and I was so upset and excited. And the next week, you better believe I was first in line. And they always start with the end of the last week. And there was Rocket Man trying to get out. And here comes the cliff. And just before the car went off the cliff, he jumped free. And yeah. all the kids cheered. It's me on the intercom. Go ahead. Yeah, I think someone sent you a Christmas gram. Dad! All right, uh, let's get it over with. I walked all day and night to find you. You look like you came from the North Pole. That's exactly where I came from. Santa must have called you. Oh, yeah, sure. He uh, just got off the cell phone with me. He did? So, go on. Go on with what? Well, I, are you going to sing a song or something, or can I just go back to work? A song? Uh, yeah. Anything for you, Dad. Uh, 
I'm, I'm here with my dad. Give him a breather. Slow him down. I was wondering, just how good is this McLeod? I don't know firsthand, but they say he's one of the best. I figured we'd be pretty mad, you you turning him down and showing up on the other side. <laughs> I hope he is. How come? Fell in his business hasn't got a right to get mad. He gets mad, he's not so good. So the matter he gets, the better I like it. Damn you, damn you! <laughs> We've lost another legend, and I don't like doing this, but come on, come on. We all knew James Caan. We knew him on screen. Brian Song, Sonny Corleone, The Godfather, El Dorado with John Wayne and Robert Mitchum, and James Caan had to wear lifts in the shoes. Yep. Francis Ford Coppola's The Rain People. He was nominated for an Academy Award for The Godfather. And he even made a cameo appearance in The Godfather 2. Cinderella Liberty, The Gambler, Rollerball, Bridge Too Far. Comes a Horseman, Thief, which is one of his favorites. Gardens of Stone, Dick Tracy, Bottle Rocket, The Yards, Dogville, Elf and Misery. He was born James Edmund Kahn on March 26, 1940, and he died yesterday at the age of 82. He got his start in the Neighborhood Playhouse Theater in New York. When we think of James Kahn, first of all, he's playing Italian and he's of uh, Jewish immigrants from Germany. His father escaped Nazi Germany. Khan's first television appearance was in an episode of Naked City. What a long, long career. If you think of that career, and you think of, first of all, the voice, he played Hotheads very well. He was also in Eraser with Arnold Schwarzenegger and... Vanessa Williams. Oh, that's such a startling movie. Oh, geez. In 1998, he portrayed Philip Marlowe in the HBO film Poodle Springs. He was also in This Is My Father. Kong was a gangster for comedy in Mickey Blue Eyes with Hugh Grant. <sighs> he was in The Yards. He was in The Way of the Gun. He was in City of Ghosts. I mean, what a long, long resume and here at the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast come on come on I'm not gonna go without talking about James Caan but first and foremost if you've seen Godfather 1 and 2 you know his presence in Godfather 1 
and in two. In Godfather two, it's a it's a little different. If you've never seen Godfather one, what are you waiting for? But for me, when I think of James Conn, I immediately think of Misery, because he was playing kind of well. <laughs> He was playing Stephen King, basically. A fictional account of Stephen King. Remember, I'm your number one fan. Um, Paul, he played novelist Paul Sheldon. And Annie Wilkes, played by Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates went on the win to win the Oscar for playing Annie Wilkes. And when she won that Oscar, she said, I'd personally like to apologize to Jimmy Kahn for the knees. <laughs> they reunited in 2015, I believe, for an Entertainment Weekly Misery reunion. Misery is such a terrifying film. And I remember watching it. And and James Conn, I mean, come on. Remember, this guy played Sonny, Corle- Sonny Corleone, whereas the father said... Sunny Bad Dawn. Um, he played Brian Piccolo and Brian Song. He was in El Dorado. That one last clip is of him with Olivia de Havilland. But for me, it's all about misery. Did I do good? You did great. <laughs> there is just one little thing. Uh, I can't work on this paper. See, it's graspful, Barnett. It smudges. So I thought maybe if you went back into town, you could bring me some white, long, gray Vimeo. But mine costs the most. So I don't see how it can smudge. Come here, I'll show you. After all, isn't that fascinating? That's scary the way she says it. I'd, I'd like for you to be in on everything, Annie, not just the finished book, but how it's written. Thank you for thinking of me. Ooh! Any other crucial requirements that need satisfying? Would you like a tiny tape recorder? Or how about a handmade set of writing slippers? I'm just... Uh, the paper will be fine. Are you sure? Because if you want, I'll bring back the whole store for you. Annie, what's the matter? What's the matter? I'll tell you what's the matter. I'd go out of my way for you. i do everything to try and make you happy. i feed you, i clean you, i dress you. And what thanks do I get? Oh, you bought the wrong paper, Annie. I can't write on this paper, Annie. Well, I'll get your stupid paper, but you just better start showing me a little more appreciation around your Mr. Man. Shit. <laughs> and that's why I wanted to play that. Is how subtle that performance <laughs> this is not your quintessential. This is this is you know you when you're a good actor, when you have a quintessential style. He's played Hotheads, Sonny Corleone. He's in Brian's song. He's playing an athlete, a beloved athlete, and here he is in misery, playing this author. And the subtleties, the paper smudges. 
it smudges. And it drives her into hysteric. Not hysterics. Drives her insane. All from the mind of Stephen King. I'm currently listening to Stephen King's book, uh, How to Write. And it's fascinating. Jimmy, Jimmy Con, James Con, people who knew him called him Jimmy Con. I didn't know him. But we felt we knew him when we watched the films. I was watching an interview he did with Ben, ben Mankiewicz of uh, Turner Classic Movies. And I found the interview interesting because he was 82, yes. But he didn't look well. He didn't look well. You could kind of see that. When you go back and you watch it. Oh, he was he was a funny man. He was on Letterman. He was on, you know, all these shows. But what I wanted to pay attention to was that final interview that he did. It, it was a good interview. Ben Mankiewicz always gets the best out of people. And so I thought, hey, let's uh, let's honor him. This this I mean. Thank you, Sean. This prolific actor. I, I, what's sad is toward the end, I think we'll play that. He was still, he was still waiting for the next big role. You know, he'd had some, he had had some lean years. For Cinderella Liberty, The Gambler, Rollerball, and his favorite, Thief. But by the early 1980s, a decade of stardom had taken its toll. Khan's behavior was erratic, he was addicted to drugs and fell into depression after the death of his sister from leukemia. I had a bad bout with uh, cocaine for a little while. I lost my sister, what happened, and she was like, uh, I don't know. And when I lost her, I I couldn't handle it. I didn't know what to do. Khan didn't care much for Hollywood after Thief. He made one movie over the next six years. He coached his son Scott's Little League team. When he wanted back in, his friend Rob Reiner threw him a lifeline late in 1989. Reiner was set to direct a film version of a Stephen King story starring Kathy Bates. Is this what you're looking for? I had some wonderful people like Rob Reiner and those guys. God bless them. Those big time winners for me. That movie, that that let everybody know, oh yeah, wait, James Caan. I don't know. You were great. Yeah, with Kathy. Misery was a big hit for Khan. I want an underrated comedy, Honeymoon in Vegas, came two years later. Your girlfriend for the weekend. It proved Khan had a lighter side, which led to Elf a decade after that with Will Ferrell. Dad! Elf. Elf. So I told Will... He says, you want to do Elf? I said, can't do it. I'll do a picture called Elk, but I won't. I don't do that. You said no, just on just on the title. Yeah. Come on, it's lovely weather. Yeah, it's me. Thankfully, Farrell eventually talked him into it. His son, Scott, talked his dad into a guest role on Scott's hit TV show, Hawaii Five-O. Would you mind fetching that for me? Khan, who's been married and divorced four times loves to work. Not as much, though, as he loves his five children. Would you want your other kids 
to go into the business. They do whatever the hell they want. Yeah, they all want to. It's a creed that has paid off for Khan. And this tough guy with a tender heart is not yet ready to say goodbye to Hollywood. I want to do a good piece of work. I'm frustrated. I'd love to do a real character thing. So why do you want to keep working? Like, take it easy. What, what? You're James Conn. I can't take it easy. What's to me, I enjoy working. I love to work with good people. I have more fun when I'm working. And I have a lot of laughs. And I get respect, too, sometimes. And so that is perhaps the final interview of James Conn with... College boy, yeah? Ben Mankiewicz. So I played that because he wanted he wanted more. He wanted to keep working. And that's understandable for an actor of uh, James, Con- James Conn's caliber. And so I thought, let's just honor him tonight. In fact, he had, I think, a final role last year called Queen Bees. I know that he was on the show Las Vegas from 2003 to 2007. And um, was in the Godfather video game. I didn't know about that. Providing the voice of Sonny Corleone. Um, so before we end tonight's show, I wanted to read a quote by a very wise man who probably said the most profound thing about James Conn and I thought it was beautiful and I'm sure George you wouldn't mind if I read it travel safely Santino may you roam the olive orchards in peace with Don Vito rest in peace James Conn that is so profound it's so beautiful and so as always unpleasant dreams and James Conn good night sweet prince <laughs>